Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. The weather may not say it, but it looks like football is back. You got, you're on the road to the final preseason game for all the NFL teams. You start with college game day next week with week zero, they now call it in college football. The Friday night lights have been turned back on. And I think we can actually talk football on the show. And this is the voice of land. Just so happens that the preseason allowed us to bring this back a lot sooner than normal. We are your official, unofficial big play Browns post game show as we will react to week two of the preseason and everything that has led up through training camp. The crew here at voice of land got a chance to go out to training camp as well. So we'll kind of break things down. Where are the camp battles where what will be the roster what are those those last few spots that are going to be needed for this team to add as much depth as possible we'll talk about all that and we will welcome on kate arhar or better known as cleveland kate a little later on in the show but to get things started it is the voice land the big play network with lpv productions i'm one of your host kevin arnold i'm looking across at my co-host always positive jay no no headphones tonight huh no headphones. Good call. <laughs> I was like, something just seems weird, and you're just like, no headphones. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably put those on. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're, gonna... I was looking, I, I was looking at myself. I'm like, man, I really do look like a relief pitcher for yeah, the Indians. Yeah, right you gotta now. look at the camera. You gotta look like five, five steps <laughs> to the, five steps to the right there. That's why I got you here, man. You I gotta know. train me to be a professional. We again, we don't hold like anything back <laughs> in terms of secrets about how the show is running. We got uh, we got a monitor to my left, or however I'm pointing right now, and you probably can't even see my hand in, in the screen right now. There's a monitor on the other side because when we welcome on a guest, we like to be able to see them. But if we look at the camera this way, and if you're just listening to the audio on the, on the uh, Spotify, Google, all the podcast platforms right now, you're not going to see this at all. But I am turning to my left to look at this screen, and it looks like, this guy doesn't know which camera to look at. <laughs> but that used to be where our guests pop up on. So Peter, or audio, behind the proverbial glass, Peter Tellup, our producer extraordinaire, uh, set up another monitor for us when we get guests on. And, uh, you know, we're kind of looking at each other from both sides of the per- peripherals tonight, if I yeah. can even talk. I, dude, it, a week off really throws off the, really throws everything off. Just a little bit. Just, Just a, little a little bit. bit. Just a little bit. But... We are going to talk a lot of football tonight. The entire crew is back. We're here. It is your preseason edition of the Browns postgame show. We're also going to talk a little you know, high school football. And Jay decided to come in as a relief pitcher, but, you know, wasn't prepared because if you get the call from the bullpen, you better be ready. Didn't have the headphones on to start, so he wasn't really ready. It was the rain out. Threw me all off, man. And postponement, so they go one and one against the White Sox. We'll talk about that later. As well, but we start the show usually with our thoughts, prayers, well wishes, however we want to. And Jay, I'm going to throw it to you first because this is kind of where we show the realistic elements that we know sports is an escape. Real life can get in the way. And, and, I, and I throw it to you to send out our first edition tonight of well wishes, prayers, condolences. This one's going to be tough. Like, I'm going to try not to choke off the best I absolutely can. Like, I lost one of my brothers best friends like growing up since high school just a very very close friend completely unexpected had a soon-to-be wife with two kids 
and I just want to say thoughts and prayers to him. And if anything like you could take from him that I'm going to is be more outgoing to like meeting up with your family and friends and doing things with them. Like don't waste time. Don't waste any time. Don't waste any time. And, and uh, again, like my sympathies and, and condolences to you, um, your friend, the, the family, the family, the most part, because you know, it's never, never easy to lose someone, lose someone early. Uh, you know, so on behalf of voice of the land, we send our sincerest condolences and, and prayers, uh, you know, again, it, I'm getting choked up and I don't even know the person because like, it, because <laughs> those types of things to hear those types of things, it brings you back down to earth. It, it kind of shows where reality is, what, when life can, um, you know, give you that reality check as we sometimes do on this show here, life will give you the ultimate reality check sometimes. And it is very difficult to hear those things. So I mean, he was a, he was also a content producer and he's one of the biggest proponents of people that have like pushed me to do this and he's always said he's like do sports there's always going to be content created for you it'll always be there and you have the passion for it you have the knowledge for it do it and his saying was always don't talk about it be about it so he's going to take those lessons on with me and try to make his memory live on through him are you saying that um you know the saying that he had i feel like i did know him because it's kind of one of my my sayings too and it's something that you know when paul when nick paulus was you know one of the original hosts on the show when we would talk about brown stuff and talk about press conferences that was one of the big things was don't just talk about it be about it when you hear one thing and you you see another on the field um so i feel like i, I kind of knew him not to say i yeah. took it or whatever just two people saying the same thing and um you know wish i could have gotten to know him a little bit more Peter, any, uh, as I'm sh kind of sharing the show for everybody to, to tune in tonight, uh, whether on Facebook or on Twitter, uh, whether Big Play and Voice of the Land pages, any uh, well wishes or prayers you want to send well, out tonight? Yeah, I just, I just wanted to offer my condolences to Jay. It's, uh, it's, it's terrible to lose someone, especially someone so young. And uh, it really, heart goes out to you and, and, and to him and you know his family. Um, I did want to kind of give a... Uh, well wishes to all the kids going back to school. Uh, I actually, my kids start on Tuesday, and I was actually shocked because I was driving home the other day and after dropping the dog off at daycare, and uh, the school zone was on because late Catholic was already back in session. So that kind of caught me off guard. But uh, please be aware of the school buses and the kids out at the, at the bus stops yes. because, um, you know, it's – Right now, it's still bright in the morning, so it's easy to see them. But as you know, time goes on, it's going to be darker. And uh, make sure you understand the rules for when you can actually pass a bus. Yeah. Because unless it's a four-lane road or divided highway, stop. Because I've seen too many people either fly past a bus or slam on their brakes when they shouldn't be and almost causing accidents in front of buses. So, you know. I'm sure the plane dealer and every freaking website out there is going to have – they have the graphic they put out every year. Pay attention to it. Learn it. Yeah, and speaking of which, I mean, traffic and uh, being safe out there on the roads, uh, sending well wishes to everybody right now in northeast Ohio being affected by uh, the the weather that's kind of coming through. We were able to get to get to the studio here in, uh, in Parma safely tonight, but, uh, you know, definitely going to keep an eye on the – outside to make sure that when we leave here we're able to leave here safely as well um, 
you know, there was some tornado warnings going on in Lake County and Ashtabula, uh, flood warnings in Lorraine, flash flood, where, again, water can rise very quickly, very difficult to drive. If you get stuck in that, um, that can become very, very dangerous in a much faster manner than just, you know, a lot of rain over a long period of time. That's the difference between flash flood and, and, and flooding. Flash flood, it's, it's a lot of rain in a very short amount of time and, and can be very difficult. So I want to send well wishes out to everyone in uh, northeast Ohio. With the weather right now that's going on outside at this time, if you're listening later on in the week, you know, glad that you made it through, whether watching on the replay or tuning into the uh, audio as well. And I want to send well wishes to uh, you know, the high school athletes that got back to uh, athletics over last week, not just school, but athletics and especially high school football. Remember, Peter and myself, we were part of, and Jay might, might join, might learn some camera work this year as well. So it might be a crossover between VTL and the Chagrin Valley Conference here in Northeast Ohio uh, covering high school football. We were out at Orange High School. Great, great atmosphere. They had a block party beforehand. Uh, Beachwood kind of spoiled the party, winning 43-8. to eight. But uh, it was still a great time. We were along, uh, got to call alongside Anthony Alford, one of our friends. And uh, it was just it was a great time. But some of the athletes that took some nasty, nasty hits and kind of got help off the field. We are lucky to have the medical facilities, medical personnel that staff our training offices in, in the various school districts around Northeast Ohio. We are so lucky to have world-renowned health healthcare here in northeast ohio like right at our doorstep and they're right there for our student athletes all all the time um but it was great to be out for high school football i mean it's kind of going to be kind of one of the themes we've been out jay you and i have been out to various games over the weekend right i did i just went to the guardians game i did not go to any high school when did you go to the guardians game oh when did i go it was during the day last monday okay yeah thanks to tony rizzo he had uh he bought seats and if you didn't listen to the show he thought he was going to get seats for a monday game mm-hmm. and it was the following monday and he was on vacation so he's like oh do you want these seats i'm like sure they were like fifth row right behind catcher I'm like my dad it was i it was the first time going to a guardians game with my dad since municipal stadium me wow. and him both thought about it. like wow we did not go to a game but i mean he's a crane operator dude like he's the first mm-hmm. one on the site last one off the site and then there's times he's four hours away yeah. so yeah it's like that's a kind of deal with that growing up so it was great to go out there, and he was just like, these are the best seats without a doubt he's ever had, and he was so pumped. And it, Man, I love Guardians fans, but, man, you guys got to be louder, man. Holy moly, that day game was – they were so quiet. At the, at the end, I you know me, dude. I stood up. I'm like, come on, let's cheer, cheer on class. Say, I'm just raising them up. Look, let's go, Cleveland. And I got, like, five people like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this is different than what I'm used to at Browns games. Yeah, well, I mean, I was out at Guardians game last night, Went was there for eight hours because went through the rain delay, then saw baseball, then saw some great fireworks. We'll talk about that more in the last segment, and then was at the preseason game today, too. So kind of, you, you know, we'll talk about that as we talk about the game today. And, you know, I mean, the, the Browns lose today, but, I mean, it's preseason. preseason. You know, 21-20. to 20, they're working on things. You got Josh Jobs and Josh Rosen uh, as the quarterbacks today. Some good things, some rough things. Uh, we'll break that down as we go. Kind of what I saw from out there and what we've seen, what we got a chance to see together, all three of us at, at training camp. Uh, we'll welcome on Cleveland Kate here in just a little bit on the other side of the break. But the one question that we haven't talked about, we finally got clarity on the suspension, so we kind of know where 
where that's going to go. It's 11 games, $5 million to charity, and I know the NFL is then putting in a million dollars. The Browns are putting in a million dollars to that. So $7 million to charity for people um, suffering from, you know, sexual abuse or some sort of uh, sexual abuse type crime as well. Um, and then he also will have to go through professional evaluation and be checked in on to be reinstated as that goes. So, um, you know, Jay, I haven't talked to you since that point. Do you think they they did the right thing, NFL, PA, NFL kind of coming together instead of Peter C. Harvey having to well, with, levy his ruling? or With the whole – Oh, who was the original judge? Uh, I can't remember uh, her name. Judge Sue L. Robinson. Yes. Remember, you got to re- remember the middle initials yeah. of these people. I, what I they did with why, her but... was a waste of time, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, if it was, I like, whatever, I told you, whatever they gave him, whatever, it was whatever yeah. they gave him. I didn't care. It wasn't up to me. I wasn't there. I'm not, I didn't look do- deeply into all these cases and stuff. I didn't want to. It's frankly disgusting. But, yep. you know, he got 11 games. It is what it is. We got. We're gonna. We're gonna move on. Yeah, and it was, it was. We've kind of been at the point of being ready to move on for for a while, even since before the the original ruling from Ju, uh, Judge Robinson. But I think the bigger thing to come out of that day, the 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 news breaking that day, was more so the press conferences and oh, this God. the mixed messages, the disingenuous so element. It was. You know, Deshaun Watson, he's maintaining his innocence, but he's still apologizing. Um, and he basically, basically apologizing that he got himself into some sort of situation. However, whatever we still don't know the actual details because he was never charged with anything. Judge Robinson said she found that he, wa- that he was guilty of certain things. And, you know, I don't really want to go through because, like you said, it's the whole situation is all disgusting. We've talked about it at nauseum, I think, on the show in terms of that. But just like, again, we were just mentioning the press conferences, listening to someone talk, and Jimmy Haslam saying, you know, continuing to back him and saying that he is remorseful, but he doesn't seem to be. And, and there was I a, can give two craps, honestly, what Jimmy Haslam has to say. Like, it's, oh, it dude just pays the bills for my football team, and I don't really think he's the best person in the world. I don't know him personally, but from what you, like, Everything you hear, probably not. I don't yeah. think too many billionaires are actually great people usually, but that's just well, my personal opinion. There's a reason why if there, if it was ruled to be a full season and the NFLPA and the NFL couldn't come to the agreement, the settlement on the discipline for Deshaun Watson, and it would have been a full season or more, they could have gone to court for an injunction or whatever and then brought up the, the elements of not going at the owners. Like There's a reason why... That is kind of the elephant in the room that still is yet to be addressed. Deshaun Watson, that all that stuff is disgusting. There are more people in the NFL that need to be, you know, held to the same standard or a higher standard, and it's not not happening. So the whole the whole situation, everyone involved, it's just it's all disgusting. But we'll touch on that more and then get finally transition into really talking football, Browns football on the show. This is the Cleveland Browns post game show here on the Big Play Network. This is. The voice of the land, Kevin Arnold, always positive, Jay. Peter Tell will be back on the other side of the break with Cleveland Kate, our guest of the evening. We're going to talk Browns, and she's going to help us transition to actual football talk as well. (laughs) So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short message. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. 
Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. Welcome back to The Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Kevin Arnold, always positive, Jay, across the table from me and behind the proverbial glass, it is Peter Tellup. And as you just heard, our sponsor is Vector Technical. They'll get the right person in the right job the first time. More information from them to come as the show goes on. But right now, it is time to welcome in our guest, the senior sports editor for OurTurfFootball.com. It is Kate Arhar, and hopefully I am saying that correctly, but better known as Cleveland Kate at Cleveland Kate without any of the vowels in the in the Twitter handle. Uh, at C-L-V-L-N-D, the letter K, the number eight, at Cleveland Kate on Twitter. Make sure you follow her for all the football. Thank you so much for taking some time tonight, Kate, to, to talk with us. Oh, thanks for making my name sound so complicated on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited to talk about football and not the off-the-field stuff, to actually talk about what's going on on the field. I'm just excited to see you, Kate. It's been how long? What, four, five hours? <laughs> At least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had our draft for the RBS dra uh, Underground today, and 12 people were supposed to show up, and all four people showed up today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We still had fun. So I, you We know, did. Well, let's, let's start there. I, mean, I, I know you guys don't want to reveal too much about the teams you guys got, but how, how are we feeling for uh, – Kate, I'll start with you. How are you feeling about your, your team in the RBS Underground League? That's, that's one of the big kind of leagues here in Cleveland that's, that's always kind of talked about. It is, and I'm the reigning champion, although I still don't have my trophy. That's um, my fault. But I really think that I sealed the season this year with my, what was it, my fifth round pick, Jay, when I grabbed the uh, Cleveland Browns kicker, Cade York. Yeah, she she took Cade <laughs> to, York over I have to take Tom Brown, Brady. And so Did you tell her I the felt Cade like York? That was, it was a safe bet. And in our draft, Cade York and the Browns defense both went before Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had a trade already happen. A trade. We yeah. had a trade already happen. Yeah. What was the trade? You love divide. I, I don't even remember who it is. I'm. I, I'll tell you who it was. It's Kevin Beard, who trades more yeah. than anyone in the world. Like, he has an addiction and it's trading fantasy players. <laughs> he sent three or four trade requests out like within 15 minutes of the draft being over. That's like the thing like about this thing. I got thing. To my car. I already had a trade request in my inbox. I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's how this <laughs> league is, dude. though. Like, because there's no money involved, so we're very like easy going like oh it's just trade I and mean, when when there's like when you got let's say 100 credits yeah. on the line then you're a little more like hesitant to trade then like you're just like whatever it's fun just accept it i already i sent a trade out for a kicker today so whatever you trying to trade her for k york no our, our one guy was like oh everyone's <laughs> getting trades i didn't get any trades so i sent him a trade for his kicker for my kicker well, Which I, I've made that <laughs> trade with Kate before, I believe. Well, I hope you told Kate that Kate York is my favorite player on the on the team. So her team is He's already a big soccer guy. Yeah, just because Kate York, as soon as he said that he used to play soccer and was playing at a pretty high level, until he changed over to being a kicker at LSU, 
you know, you're my team now in the RBS Underground Fantasy League just because of that that pick alone. Oh, thanks. Good. I'm glad. I'm more of the co. I, I hope I'm second choice at Jay, least. Jay, I got to give you a hard time. Yes, we are. We are buddies and we are co-hosts on the podcast. But you know, we gotta. I can't just be for you all the time. Then it's really biased. You know. Yeah. I mean, we do team up with people. So I mean, she teamed up with Chris Oldek, aka Paul, and Team Ma and Paul there. Okay, I yeah. like it. I like it. Now. Kate, I know that you you said, as we kind of started this, that finally good to talk about football. But we haven't had a chance, and respectfully, we haven't had a chance to have a female perspective on the show. We've been looking to to have that, just haven't been able to connect on a, on a guest until now. Just your overall thoughts, you know, kind of one overarching thing on it, because we do want to move on, move on to football as, as much as that is tough when real life is kind of hanging over your heads. You need that escape. You want to feel like you can still yeah. talk football. True. But, you know, the Deshaun Watson situation, it was, you know, it was Kareem Hunt. It was Ray Rice. We've had a number of incidents over the years where a female perspective is warranted. Um, when it comes to X's and O's, I don't think it matters if I'm a girl or if you're a guy. We can talk about what's going on on the field. But this is kind of a different situation. For me, what is most upsetting about the everything that's transpired is not the NFL's reaction to it, but it's the lack of a response by the legal system. All the NFL can really do is look at what rules were violated of the leagues. And he was punished the same way that, you know, Ben and Zeke and other players have been punished for the code of conduct policy. If, if people want him to receive a harsher punishment, then they need to make some changes in the way our legal system works. We'll see what happens moving forward. I'm I'm trying to remember that I root for the the name on the front of the jersey, not the back, that cliche. And there are going to be 52 other people on this roster that are high-character guys that are worth my time and attention and money. And the Browns are still my team. We'll see. We'll see if I still feel this way on week 13. Um, but for now, I, I, the biggest issue that the NFL has, and frankly, it's it's Major League Baseball, it's professional soccer, it's the NBA, is once – young men at the ages of 12 and 13 are told that they're good at a sport. They don't hear the word no anymore. And they genuinely get to be into their mid twenties and don't understand that when someone says no, they mean no. And they don't understand the power they wield being a celebrity figure, what we refer to as a person in a perceived position of power. And that there are women, strong women, who still don't feel like they have the option to say no. And they feel intimidated and they don't know how to express that and the guys genuinely think they've done nothing wrong. I wish the NFL would take this to not just um, this opportunity to not just work with Deshaun, but maybe to work with a lot of other guys in the league and in all of the professional leagues and just have some conversations about consent and about how intimidating you can be. You may think you're just an average guy, but you are very intimidating to an average person. And, and those kind of social conversations should take place off the field. And, and in the off season and, and during those kind of things. And, and I'd like to get them separated from the game itself. Yeah. And it's like you said, there hasn't been many female voices that have been able to, to speak on it. And when the news broke, ESPN was on in, in the office building and there were uh, several of the uh, you know female reporters for ESPN that were on there and they were kind of having their voice kind of almost pushed to the side. And yet it should be the most important voice, and one of the reasons why we definitely wanted to have you have you on. Um, you know, do you have in, outside of 
the NFL getting to these guys earlier to have these conversations, is there any other thing that they can they can do? We know we don't look to the NFL for morality or moral values to, to teach us those things, but it's becoming beyond ridiculous for how much some of these things just tend to easily get swept under the rug instead of having the, the real conversation so that it's not happening as often or at all. It's difficult because, you know, a lot of the responses that I see from people are, you know, it's not an employer's job to police people in this fashion. But if you work at a normal job at a gas station or at a company, literally millions of, of young kids aren't looking up to you. These men are role models. And there are generations of, of young men looking up to them and looking at their behavior and trying to model their behavior, whether it's their training ethic, their eating habits, how they handle themselves in the locker room, and yes, how they behave off the field. When they see these guys out at a restaurant, how they treat fans, when they see them at a club, when they hear about what their behavior is off the field, they emulate that as well. And so I feel like they have a larger responsibility than just your average guy at a job. So I don't, I, I wish there was a way for the NFL to take things a little more seriously. But I also have to say that as a woman, you know, there's a reason why girls say NFL stands not for ladies. We've never really felt like our opinion mattered as much to the NFL, even though the vast majority of dollars being spent in this country are being decided by the females in a household. It may be guys buying tickets, but they're having those conversations with their wives or the wives are buying them tickets and shirts and all. You know, they're spending money on stuff as gifts. So we have a lot of spending power, um, but we have to take clear bags to the stadium and just little things that that just make us feel like we don't matter. And then in this situation, that's just the overwhelming feeling for a lot of women is that the NFL doesn't take female issues seriously. They don't take abuse against women seriously. You know, Greg Hardy played in the league for years after allegedly committing some heinous acts. So, you know, you're kind of stuck with, if you're someone like me with a, a sport that I have loved since I was nine years old, my dad raised me on old school football, leather helmets, no pads, guys, who built this game, who had to have jobs during the year because they didn't make money in, during football season. They didn't make enough money to feed their families. These were just hardworking guys. And and I grew up loving the game. And so I have to kind of figure out how to balance my love of this game with the behavior of some of the people that, that play it. Luckily, it's a small number of guys. When you look at the overall number of people involved in the NFL, this year is just going to be a little different. So I guess massages will be happening at training facilities and um, there'll be videos monitoring them. And, you know, we'll have like sort of the Des Bryant rules set up for this year. You know, we'll see how it goes. I wish he would stop saying things like, I'm sorry. And then in the next tweet saying, I didn't do anything wrong. Cause that's a little stressful for me from a, from a PR standpoint is to tell me you didn't do anything wrong and then apologize to me in the next tweet. So Maybe, maybe that's the bigger thing is that at this point is they should just all get off social media and go study their playbooks. See, like yeah. there's two things that you said that triggered something to me, I guess, and thought maybe you had some thought on. Is one, a lot of people on like when I'm around, they're like, oh, Jay, you know, what what do you think about this Deshaun thing? I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter what I think. Don't, don't worry about what I think. I'm like, ask your wife what she thinks. Ask your female friends that are big Browns fans what they think because really that's who really matters in this situation. What I think it kind of really doesn't matter. So I'm like, I don't want, I don't even like want to have an opinion on it. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter what I think. Like it doesn't affect me. Like it should affect you. And I'm saying like, and it does. And how you're saying with, they should be role models. You're correct. 
and there's just always like everyone's like well if you're looking at the nfl for you know like morals and stuff that's not the place to be why can't it be it should be like you're saying like just because it isn't doesn't mean it can't be you could be better you can make steps like you don't have to become worse you can come better yeah but this is where a lot of people i think leave out of the equation the fact that these kids that are watching these athletes and looking up to them have parents aunts uncles grandparents Mm -hmm. someone in their life who should be sitting them down and going okay I get that the way he works out is awesome and that's the work ethic you want to have, but this behavior behavior over here is not okay. And they need to have someone else in their life guiding them through these kind of things. And what's sad is a lot of these people in those situations growing up are single parents that have to work two, three jobs and they don't get those morals. Like it's kind of how I grew up for like a half of my life until I moved Mm -hmm. my dad. And then, yeah, that ended real fast, but yeah, it's kind of it's there needs to be programs for people that are like that are in those kind of situations that's where this money should be going to helping people in those kind of situations that if you don't if you don't stop it now and when they're young it's just going to keep going like you got to get it when it's young so so you use the money and you do you do classes in high school so like yeah. my employer i have to do sexual harassment class i have to do all these different classes at work um and so maybe we start doing some of these in high school and again, have players teach it sexual harassment it can be about bullying. It can. Be, these are all the same kind of things. If thing. you have if players come there and no, teach it, these players are right. also going to listen. It's not going to just be like, right. oh, we have this stupid seminar. I'm going to take a nap. No, if Nick Chubb comes in and talks, we don't talk much. Yes. When he talks, you yep. listen. Miles Garrett comes and he talks to these kids. They're going to listen. They don't need to. I mean, you make millions of dollars. I understand it. And you get to take these awesome vacations. But they can. Yeah. They need to spend even more time with these kids. Like, well, they did all those NFL commercials mm-hmm. when yeah. after the, right after the Kareem Hunt incident, which I thought were so powerful with, you know, Eli Manning and some of these big, not just big names, but faces that you recognize that would just say a sentence and it would just switch to the, those were so powerful. And I think we might see um, the resurgence of those kind of things coming from the NFL. That's more of the response I would like to see from them is having other players say something. I get frustrated when the Browns are playing Carolina and the fans are booing and Joel Batonio goes, it's Cleveland against the world. Dude, their booing had nothing to do with Cleveland or with us being the Browns. They would have booed any team that Deshaun Watson played for because they were booing him and his behavior, not the Browns. Don't minimize this situation by saying this is just another example of Cleveland against the world. There's plenty of examples of that. This was not one of them. And And so it doesn't help my feelings of being undervalued as a female fan when someone like Joel Batonio makes a comment like that and minimizes the outrage of those fans who are who are booing and even worse what I saw on Twitter today was some guy I guess selling these shirts I'm not even gonna repeat what was on the shirt and I don't know if you're sure you saw it I don't know if like I ain't gonna lie I am totally against violence I probably would have punched that dude I would have I would have been enraged and I would have been like you know I would have just let the cops take me and took my punishment, and I wouldn't care because I think someone would have been. That's a whole other conversation. That was so wrong. It was just, it like disgusted me. It's a whole, we could do probably do a whole hour on the Twitter reaction just when we got Watson to begin with. How many people were like, I don't care, it's my team. I won a Super Bowl at whatever cost. And how many people were burning their jerseys the next day? You get a very, there are people who will buy those shirts, and there are, there are hopefully more, but there are more people, you know, people 
who think it's funny and who would buy one and wear it. Yeah, the people America, make, right? America. I, I mean, there's there's too many people. While it's not like maybe always the majority, there's too many people that make light of these situations and then help to get the message out there that you can sweep under the rug because these guys are in the NFL. They have talent. And they will, you know, they're going to help your team win a Super Bowl. Well, and, and yeah, the NFL is not for morality. But with all the money they bring in, they could bring in a lot more. They could use the money they have and then bring in a lot more if they made that change. If they do that, that's going to probably take a while. But we all, I think the big message is we all have a responsibility for the young people, the new generations that are coming up, to give them as much information and bring them up the best way that we can so that, they have that information, and if they are looking to athletes for a moral compass, they understand maybe what more of that background is and what truly it means to have a moral compass. But I do want to sw- find the right ones, yeah, right? There the are right a ton ones. of them out there that we don't talk about. Miles Garrett, for as much grief as he gets about the helmet incident, is also so involved in the yes. community and does so many great things. And why are we not talking about maybe some of the players who aren't? At the, at the top of your fantasy football league draft, but are involved in doing really good things in their community. And so maybe in each of the 32 cities, we use some of that money to start promoting the good behavior that we're seeing from other players. It's not even just the NFL. Like, look at the UFC. We have a guy here that in his spare time, he is a firefighter. Who gets all the t- uh, all the TV play? Some guy who throws things through a window and breaks glass in some guy's eye and talks with an accident and walks around with swag, dude. Like... That annoys me. I can't stand it. You know me. I'm always positive, Jay. I want the firefighter <laughs> forefront doing the right thing. Like, come on. Like, what are they? They're missing the right message and so much. Oh, it drives me nuts. Well, we'll see how positive you are on the other side of the break <laughs> because we are going to transition to talking football. We are joined by Kate Arhar or Cleveland Kate from. I'm still recovering from her stealing Kate York for yeah, me in the draft. Well, yeah. You'll, you'll get over it, and uh, she'll. Beat I you. want to do it by fan, Kevin. <laughs> she'll beat you in the league, so that's all. That's all that matters. But <laughs> she will. She will. I always say, I swear. So I don't know how many times I've called. I'm like, eh. Looking at the teams, Kate's gonna win this year. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk we'll talk a little bit more about that and Browns football. What will Browns football actually look like this year, especially for those first game eleven games of the year? We'll talk with Kate Arhar of our football. Uh, our turffootball.com on the other side of the break but if you want gear just like i'm wearing here tonight we have a little message for you in this break on where you can get just that make sure to follow us at vtl underscore pod and anywhere voice of land and big play across all other social media sites this is the voice of land a big play network are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career vector technical makes it easy Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop. 
If only people heard the conversations that go on in the breaks <laughs> of the Voice of Land right here on the Big Play Network. We are your going to be your official, unofficial Browns post-game show. We are joined by Kate Arhar, the senior sports editor for our football, our turffootball.com, better known as Cleveland Kate on Twitter. And we kind of got the, the off-the-field stuff out of the way. So it's finally time to really transition and talk football here on the show. There was a preseason game today. The Browns lose 21-20. to Josh Dobbs looked pretty good. Uh, Jerome Ford continues to impress as a rookie. There's other rookies that are kind of uh, impressing out there on the field, just like one of the fantasy football draft picks by Kate, Cade York. Uh, didn't miss a 55-yarder, but hit from 50 earlier in the game. He upright. He, like did. he had the distance. He yeah. hit the upright. Yeah, and that thing would have kept kept going. His 50-yarder looked like it was going to go for yeah. for a lot longer. Um, they, we were kind of my uh, my wife, some other people that we work with. We were at the at the game. We got tickets from work, and we were on the dog pound side, but in the club seats, kind of just sitting above. And uh, that one, the, a couple that he kicked into that net, like you could just tell where he hit the net. He can kick longer. Okay, I mean, your thoughts on 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 the team and the prospects, especially for those first first 11 games, do you want to see the starters play next week so that they have a little rhythm before that basically a two-week break now between preseason final number three and the season opener in Carolina? You know, it's it, now that the Watson situation is settled and we know that we're going to you know, most likely see Jacoby Brissett for the first um, 11 games, it, I thought I would see more of Josh Rosen than we did we still saw we saw an awful lot of josh dobbs today which is fine um but i think playing them in the preseason is still kind of a risky thing what you're doing is you're going to go up against um other teams that are trying to get down to their 53-man roster and you're going to see scrubs second and third string guys bubble guys that are going to try to make a play try to make a name for themselves try to get on that roster and this is when you start to see some of the the injuries happen. We can't afford an injury. It's bad enough that we are starting from scratch with a brand new quarterback, whoever it is, having to learn this offense, having to, you know, Amari Cooper having to figure out who's going to throw him the ball and how they're going to get some rhythm. We've lost um, our starting center and then our backup center. And so like run our third or fourth or fifth center. I mean, there are just too many risks of injury for, in my opinion, I don't think that the consistency that you want to work on and the chemistry and stuff is something that you can't just do in practice. On top of that, what we're going to see, what we saw a lot last week, and I haven't, I didn't get to see too many of the games this week, is a lot of the defenses are now are just working on certain things. They're working on their blitz packages. They're working on their um, secondary coverages and stuff. So you're not even going to get a real feel for how our offense, can, our starters can do against the defense because you're not going to face a starting defense. So I'm fine with continuing to figure out who's going to make this roster and who's going to make the practice squad. I am super excited to watch Jerome Ford. I love this kid. I don't know that four running backs on my (laughs) roster week one is really the way to go. At the same time, we've had, we've seen a lot of injuries in this, in this running group last year. Do you think he makes Cream Hunt more tradable? Great job. So, you know, Ford, Ford, I think, I just I love him. I love the excitement that I get I get when I'm watching him as a as a rookie. And I'm still excited about, you know, David Bell. We haven't seen a lot from Amari Cooper yet, but I think um Bell is is really gonna be someone worth watching as the season progresses. With how good Ford has been doing, do you think that'll make Cream Hunt more uh easier easier for them to trade away? 
if they get the so right. It's, it's say, a matchup thing, right? Yeah, it's a matchup. So he hasn't really been facing hardcore defenses, mm-hmm. but he's looked good. And the way he's cutting and the way he's moving looks good, which I think increases the amount that we can ask for mm-hmm. if someone calls and is, inquires about Kareem Hunt. It doesn't help. You know, it doesn't hurt us to know that we've got plenty sitting there. He's definitely not going to the practice squad, right? He's going to make the roster because someone will take him. But I think it gives us a little more leverage because we can keep Hunt or we can ask an awful lot for him. He's in the last year of his deal, right? So we've only got one more year with him anyway. Um, And as much as I like him and as much as he has proven himself to be a good dude, you know, the last couple of years, you know, running backs have a short shelf life. They don't have a really long life in the NFL and Nick Chubb is just far and away better, but he's got to have someone he can share reps with that's reliable. So he's, he, he doesn't need more than 22 or 23 carries a game. Not to mention Dearness Johnson's there already that he can rely on too. So I think what I think they're going to do is wait and see and let him play a few regular season games. And by that time we know, because we all play fantasy football, they're going to be at least two running backs that go down. And if a contending oh, team, McCaffrey will be hurt by week four. Yeah, and if a contending team Carolina gets one hurt, has our phone number, right? So yeah. they'll just call and say, "Let's Kareem in." Yeah, <laughs> we'll just send him right back yeah. down there with Baker. Yeah, Kate, you also mentioned David Bell uh, there, and you know we Jay and I were kind of talking before, and you know his buddy unfortunately passed away. One of the main things that he said and told people, kind of trying to get into this industry or tough tough businesses. Was don't just talk about it, be about it. And but he, David Bell, after the game today, I'm going to kind of touch on something he talked about. He didn't like. He only focused on the one catch he didn't make. And Didi Kinkawala, who does a great job for NFL Network and has been doing it for Channel Five for the preseason stuff and been covering the Browns a little bit more than the Steelers, like she has in the past. She said, "Well, you know, you didn't drop it. The defender knocked it out of your hands." And he said, "If the ball hits my hands." I've got to I got to make the catch. I got to show that I'm reliable. These are the types of guys that you want on this roster. And if they're going to be part of your depth, your third, fourth wide receiver, you want guys like that that have that mentality right after the game, immediately after it finishes. Yeah, and I don't want it to be in his head for the rest of the week. Right. But I want it to matter to him today. And then, you know, it's one of the one of the nice things about baseball is you you get rid of it cuz you got another game tomorrow and yeah. another game tomorrow. With yeah. football, you've got 7 days to think about every mistake you made. And while, you know, he had three catches today, averaged 15 yards. I think his long was 22. Um, and that's good. I want him to understand that dropping is, is it, it matters. Um, and you're right. It wasn't a drop. He let the defender get to him, but that's part of being a rookie, right? Yep. It's part of learning what um, NFL defensive can do and learning how to protect yourself and get an arm up, get that ball tucked to do a little something so that the defender can't knock the ball out of your hands. As long as he learns from this, and I'm sure he'll be watching a lot more film this week, then I think it's fine. But I absolutely love that attitude because every play does matter. Every snap matters. Football is a game of inches. And again, I'm all about the cliches, but they're cliches for a reason. Mm -hmm. Every single catch you don't make could cost you a game. You just never know which one is going to be the one that mattered the most and that turned the momentum around. So I love that he's, he's critical of himself in that way. I just need it to be in a healthy way so that he's all right. 24-hour rule. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to get out of, get it out of my head, and we're on to the next. We're on to the next game, the next tee, the next whatever you want to you know say, and then move on from it. Well, we always like it. Always happens with everybody. The offense always gets talked about. Me, 
The reason I think that they can still make the playoffs with this suspension is I think this defense is going to be one of the top three defenses in the league. I have so much faith in this defense. How do you feel? How good do you think they will be? And it seems like the only weakness everyone seems to talk about, which I don't know, it may be a little overblown or something, is a defensive tackle position. I, I love our defense. The problem we're going to have is if our offense cannot sustain drives, they're going to be gassed in the end of the third, early fourth quarter, and that's when we're going to see bad things happen. The, the offense, even if we're not putting up points, still has to be able to sustain drives. You have to be able to let your defense get a break and get some rest so that they've got, you know, you can't be turning the ball over in the red zone to somebody. You can't be giving them free yardage, and then your defense has to do that much more work. We've got 11 weeks until Deshaun comes back. We've got to win, in my opinion, at least eight of those games because he's going to be rusty when he gets back. And we're in a division that I think is going to be very hotly contested this year. So, you know, we need to, we need to do something if we want to make the playoffs. But I, I like our defense. But like I said, even, even special teams. Special teams is important. But for me, the, the key is really the offense being able to take time off the clock We've always struggled with that, right? You have right, a lead in the right. fourth quarter, and I can't kill a minute and a half. I can't kill two minutes. You've got to be able to kill you know, two or three minutes off that clock if you want to start winning some of these games that we've lost in the past, and you want to make sure that your defense gets at least a little bit of rest before they've got to go back out there and hold somebody. Yeah, and speaking on that, then, you know, if the defense were put in positions more often than not, and we don't want to see that, but if they were put in that position more often than not, where they have to come back on the field a lot throughout the game, teams are going to need depth, and the Browns are going to need depth. Where do you see maybe the biggest areas of concern in terms of of depth position-wise, and even on the offensive side, where are those positions, that one position or a couple positions you see that we just we haven't seen that we're actually going to have depth for it's going to be a big concern all season until someone proves themselves. Well, clearly at center, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've already yeah. lost a couple, um, you know, Jay's hit on it with the defensive tackles, but I'm always concerned about our secondary. I'm concerned about the corners and the safeties. Cause that's where we've had God love Denzel. OHIO. We've had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. We've had some mixed missed weeks and, and, you know, with, with that whole crew, the injuries it's only a couple weeks and then they're back again but we we haven't had very many games where everybody's available and that is really a larger concern for me because i think you can plug and play a little more when you're talking about guys on the line than you can with a specialty position like someone who's playing in the secondary and you really need we need our corners and our safeties to stay healthy this year yeah, and it seems like they're definitely trying to be a ball-hawking type defense. I mean, The main point in the press conferences after today's game defensively was they didn't take the ball away. They, didn't take it, they right. took it away three times against Jacksonville. They didn't take it away today. And we know that the, these games matter for teams to fill out their 53-man roster, for guys trying to fight for spots, for all those things. It doesn't matter for your win-loss record, but it, it does matter in those things. And, you know, it looks like a ball-hawking cornerback room, but – the soft tissue injuries just seem to be the problem. Listed today was Greg Newsom as a hamstring. Yeah. I don't know how serious it is because he wouldn't pre- probably play anyways, but those are not the things you want to see listed on an injury report right now. Right, and I get that that it's preseason, and so we're not really game planning. To, right. We're not doing the typical game planning where we're trying to stop the Eagles. We're like, we want to work on this kind of thing. We want to work on that kind of thing. But there's also like a morale, a mentality 
Um, you want your defense to just be and just full of themselves. And that means if you want to run ball hawks and you want these guys to be like, as soon as that ball is in the air, it's mine. Mm -hmm. I may be on the defense, but that is my ball to go get. You need them to have some success doing that. And you need to let them do that in some of these games in the preseason so they get a little taste of that. They're slapping each other five on the sidelines and they're, you know, taking Mm -hmm. the ball all the way home with them. And just that kind of stuff pays dividends when you get to the regular season because they they they're full of themselves about it. They they're um, arrogant, I guess. And I don't usually like overconfident in my football players, but I do in my defense. <laughs> yeah. As long as you can back it up, you be as confident and arrogant as you want to be. And so those things do matter. And I think they're going to have to do more of that in the next preseason game because you want to roll into the regular season. You don't necessarily need a win because the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns can both tell you what going four and zero in the in the preseason yeah. does for you because we both went 0-16 after a, a perfect uh, preseason. But you need to at least have small victories on the field. You need to have plays that you know work for you. You need to feel like you can like get the Emerson interception or ripped that dude right out of his yes. hands. Like, that yes. confidence when he went home, like, he's like, oh, it's a lie. Like, yes. that helps. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Well, it does. And it's we morale. Hope, we hope he doesn't have a concussion because I think – uh, Coach Stefanski after the game said he was checked for a concussion. His finger injury, like any injury there, he wasn't concerned about at all. But uh, I think someone followed up and said, was he checked for a concussion? He said yes. Um, so you, you hope the best there because then that's another another issue there in your in your cornerback room. But to be honest, the, the preseason, it should be, and your training camp should be about, it, you don't maybe, maybe necessarily establish your identity, but you should start building one and definitely establishing good habits going in and get a yes. little bit of that swagger back <laughs> yep. that you haven't had swagger. for several several months so um yeah and i think our defense is tired of everyone talking about the offense yeah we're talking about deshaun before that we were talking about baker we're talking about nick chubb and then you got you know miles garrett and and some of the other guys in the defense are like um hello we're here we're doing the work we're the ones yep. you know and the, and they're really going to be the ones that we rely on i would say the first six weeks of the season if we can hold opponents to 21 points or less that we're going to win the first six games. That's good. That's for me, the magic number, these first six weeks, which means our offense has to put up some points, but I think it's going to, a lot of the work is going to rely on the defense to get this season started. Yeah. And I think the defense is taking it on their, on their shoulders to be, be that you're going to win football games with all three phases. That's a common cliche. You said yeah. it. We say it on the show all the time. There's a reason why there's so many cliches in sports because they come to fruition so often, they're true. <laughs> but you know, all three phases are going to have to come through, but the defense is going to have to take the brunt, uh, the lion's share of a lot of this to get. Because they're the most cohesive unit. Yes. They've been together. They've yep. played together. We haven't, you know, you, you're changing quarterbacks, so you might as well be changing the offense all, all the way around. The defense should have, has the consistency that I want for this whole team. Oh, and Miles Garrett, my biggest too. problem with getting rid of yep. Baker was just because we were finally getting some consistency. We have that on defense. They should be leaps and bounds ahead of the offense when the season starts yeah that that freak on defensive end called miles garrett he, he's pretty good too yeah and you know he's got his running mate on the other side of the line you can you know kind of get inside with Jadavion Clowney. he came back there's a reason why this team has still got to have yeah. high aspirations even with you know having jacoby Brissett instead of 
uh, Deshaun Watson. I won't ask you if they should do they go for Garoppolo instead of having Brissett. I think that the Browns have kind of pretty much set on Brissett, and everybody feels confident in him. I will ask you the final tough question on the Browns before we take a break and transition to Guardians because not enough people are talking Guardians, as you said during the break, Kate. Uh, but uh, Kate Arhar from OurTurfFootball.com joins us. Where does how does this season end? If you make, I'm not a big prediction person, but oh, I actually have another question before. Okay, okay, but like, where? How does this season go for the Browns, based on what we know right now about this team? It's so hard. I think we need 11 games to make the playoffs. Looking at this division, I think that's what we're going to need, and I don't know that we're there yet. I think we're nine games. I could be wrong, but I've been, I've been always positive, Kate, for so many years, (laughs) and I get crushed when it doesn't work so like i'm hoping we can take we can get nine games and at least finish above 500 which still bothers me that there's 17 games and i can't just do eight meters i have to do nine and like nobody could be 500 um so i'm hoping for nine games but i think it's going to take 11 to make the playoffs and i think this division could very well send two teams to the playoffs here's a tough one let's it's the weirdest question because it's tough but it's your dream scenario but worst scenario Browns win the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson gets up there and he gets the MVP oh. trophy. How do you feel? I knew you were going here. Like, I just, it's I a tough question, but like, <laughs> yeah. it, I wanted her opinion. I wanted a female's opinion on this, yeah. like, because I would feel really weird of like, dude, this does it, it wouldn't feel right to me. I swear, like, and I've wanted it for so long, but it's like, I can't help but feel all the pain of so many girls that see him up there getting that trophy and just being just like so hurt from it like that's what i will feel yeah okay that's really hard because i really want to separate yeah yeah off the field from the field and it's football and it's the browns and if he can play and if he behaves right so you're assuming we Mm -hmm. go to the super bowl he went we win he gets mvp that he has followed all the rules this year there have been no more incidents i'm gonna take it with joy and with happiness and i'm gonna say we have made a change in that young man's life and that if he hadn't come here he would have continued that behavior in houston and how many more women would have been affected Mm. but by having him come here and having all this come to light we have changed his mind and his behavior and we have saved women from going through what those other women went for and i'm gonna try to appreciate that moment for that that. you gotta be so happy for the Nick Chubbs, the Miles Garrett, the Denzel Wards, the great guys right. on this team too, and the and the fans that have been around forever. That I mean, I'm just the, like I'm gonna be so confused. It reminds me of when they tied yeah. Pittsburgh. I don't know what to do. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do right now. Like, oh my God, it's gonna be so confusing. It, it, little tiny hands too, Jay. I do not have tiny hands. <laughs> if we gotta go, we'll go through like a combine stuff. We'll measure and we'll let you know. Okay, what is what his hand okay. size actually is? I ain't got no Kenny Pickett, Carney hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, on that note, it's time to switch to the Guardians. I was going to say something in terms of, you know, kind of adding on to that conversation. But it's time to it's time to switch to the Guardians. We're going to take one final break. Kate is going to join us on the other side to talk some Guardians baseball. They were rained out today, but big series, big West Coast trip actually coming up for them and then get back into the Central. They're still leading, but can they make the playoffs? We'll get Kate's answer to that on the other side. This is the Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. 
The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. Man, these conversations in the break are just <laughs> just scintillating conversation, but we are back one final time. This is a Browns post-game show preseason edition on the Big Play Network. This is The Voice Land. Kevin Arnold, always positive, Jay. Peter Tellip, or better known as our AI system audio. What Jarvis was to Iron Man audio is to The Voice of the Land. <laughs> and we are joined by Cleveland Cates, senior sports editor for rturfootball.com. But Time to switch gears to talk a little baseball. So it's a Browns postgame show talking baseball with a game that did not happen today. But, uh, Kate, you said you got a chance to go out to the to the game on Friday, I know, a little bit earlier. And, and this yeah. this team, you said it best in one of our breaks, not enough people are talking about the Guardians. I mean, they keep calling them the Gardos. I'm sorry. I'm kind of getting into the Guard yet, kids, because they just don't <laughs> give up, dude. They are. They just don't quit. They're the John Daly of baseball. They're not smooth <laughs> and, and cool and all that. They're, you know, cousin Bubba or whatever, but they are so much fun to watch. You know, Oscar Gonzalez comes up and his walk-up music is SpongeBob SquarePants and every kid in the stadium is screaming and oh, singing. Yeah. And we had that seventh inning with two outs. I was so mad at Rosario earlier for going to second and getting out. And, and then Jose goes up and hits that home run. And I'm like, dude, we would have had, we would have had a tie game if you'd have stayed on base. But then when you look at that seventh inning, it would have the lineup would have changed and the batting order would have been changed and that seventh inning wouldn't have happened. So I'm like, all right, we're good with that error, I call it. And they just kept scoring. And the 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 for as much as Tito gets on my nerves sometimes, because I think he gives people he leaves some catch he leaves some pitchers in a little longer a than little I think too he should. Loyal. He what gives, about Brian Shaw being left? He's in? a little too loyal when it comes to that. He also <laughs> He does a very nice job of preaching to these guys, just put the ball in play. Just get hit the ball. Just put the just one base at a time. Take a walk. Take the hit, get hit. Do whatever you need to. And just that little bit and the excitement that was going on. They have snuck their way into first place. And and they had um it was three and a half games um on Friday. I think we're down to three now. The the rain delay, I think, messed up everybody yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why you're playing at six o'clock on a Saturday night. You should have been playing a one o'clock game when it was sunny. But the Guardians are just so much fun. And being at the ballpark, the energy that was there on Friday night, I, listen, I highly recommend it. If you haven't been to a Guardians game yet, you need to go. But I fully see them winning this division and actually making a deep run into the playoffs. Their starting pitching is really good. Their bullpen is doing really well. And we're getting enough offense that things are just moving along. People are, are hitting really well and just – I was worried about the Hedges injury the other day, mm. so that made, that made me a little nervous. I have a little soft spot in my heart for Austin Hedges. I'm just going to say that. I know you're um, a bone nailer. <clears throat> bone nailer. You know. Sorry. Maybe, maybe I'm just saying, they're just so much fun right yeah. now. Yeah, I, and I think at this point, we're, you know, we're kind of at our cap for the amount of guys coming up from, from the minors to all have yeah. an impact. Like, it's amazing to see how many of these young guys are coming up and – you know, of course, connecting with the fans, but also just making an impact on this team to make this run to be a year or so ahead of, of schedule, having so many top 100 prospects in the minor leagues to start the season. 
So that's the cool thing about baseball. And for me, it's also the problem with baseball because I'm never going to get the Dolans is to spend more money because you can actually win games with a lower payroll. Mm -hmm. And even though it makes me crazy, but a little birdie told me that mustard might be getting sent down to the minors because apparently he is still over in all of the races this season. Well, I've been petitioning make a trip down to Columbus. I've been petitioning to send him down and let chili dog as myself race because it is the best hot dog and I will make it happen. I got my boy Austin Love from uh, News Channel 5 help me out. You need to work on that because I think I think I think mustard slump is just not going to bust itself. He needs to head down to Columbus and he needs to see someone else come up and do something. Maybe push him a little bit. All right. Well, you better get like a hat that you know. You better get a hat. Onion's not taking one for the team, so no. Well, Onion won last night when my wife and I were were at the game. But and and, like you're talking about the energy in the the stadium. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cheats. I mean, he does. (laughs) Yes. And I, I heard that he there was like replay on Friday night for mustard. And, yes, uh, you know, there was and it looked good. He had the tape. And then I said, wait for it, because it can't be this good because I was rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm all about the underdog story. And then when they showed the replay, ketchup got his hands out there, <laughs> just literally broke the tape and then mustard grabbed it and ran off with it. So it looked like mustard won until they showed the replay. I'm like. Dude's going to have to go down to the minors. He's got to work on his start. He's got to work on his finish. It's just mm. not good. So I'll let you a secret. Like, I don't like ketchup, mayonnaise, or mustard. I don't like condiments. That's the only reason I love chili dogs. And I need to get condiments the chili. Condiments in general? Yeah. Except for A1 I like sauce. coleslaw on my chili dog. You I could do that. coleslaw on a chili dog? I could do that. Oh, it's it's super yummy. If you get into but that. We digress. If I get in that race, Kevin. <laughs> if you get in that race, Jay, you that hot dog soup, you better go to voiceland.com forward slash shop and get one of these hats and have <laughs> hat on there. Because Kevin, we, if I get in that race and I really want the hot dog, to, the chili dog to win, you're running, dude. <laughs> like, I ain't running. <laughs> you're the soccer player. You get out there and destroy those other hot dogs for me. <laughs> I just want chili dog to win. I don't care if I'm running. I want it to win. I'm tired of ketchup <laughs> and onion swinging her purse, cheating and hitting people. Mustard, you can't win anything. I give Chili Dog a chance. They let Relish run for oh, with yeah, Mike they, Polk. Like, was, no was, one even likes Relish. Wasn't there a bacon one too? Wasn't there like a Sugardale bacon? Dude, thing, don't tell piece me there was bacon a bacon. Like, dude, don't you can't tell me this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I, I want Chili Dog to race well, one time. Well, in that like sixty game sprint in twenty twenty, when they were just doing like the virtual computerized or whatever yeah. races for the for the hot dogs, I think there was yep. like a like Sugardale probably sponsored something, and they had their bacon okay. thing. They I mean, I do love bacon. bacon. I mean, they make the hot dogs, so right. they, you know they got to get some of their other products out in front of people. But back to the actual. The stuff that matters on, on the like, field, the young guy, the young guys on this on this team. Like I was saying last night, being at the game, yes, it was still rock and blast fireworks, and you know the the production that the Guardians do for fan interaction throughout, and the firework productions they put on, especially their rock and blast, absolutely amazing. But fans stayed through the three hour rain delay to see yeah. this exciting team, not just the fireworks. There were more people that stayed than would normally do that when it went into the night. They were down 2 nothing going into the bottom of the ninth. Everybody is still on the edge of their seat, believing this team can come back. That's, well, that's the type one, of excitement that this team has generated yeah. in this town. Two reasons. One, they got the best food of all the, all the stadiums. Because when, when I went, 
I spent about $65. I went to like four different stands, and they're all fantastic. They got the best food. But two, they're just exciting, dude. Like you said, they're the best ticket in this town right now. Why wouldn't you stay? Well, you've got, you've got Andres Jimenez, who is just, I think, up to his game. He was playing really well the first half of the season, got himself into the All-Star game, and has really upped his game, continued to up his mm-hmm. game since then. And then Stephen Kwan. He could be a rookie player, of the year is so not just not just how good he is but to see how excited he was friday when he hit that triple that scored those two runs and really got that rally going he's shooting guns oh, at the sideline that slide into yeah. third was as smooth so as excited. it gets man that was awesome right? i mean all of them Naylor, just all, all of them are so excited to play the game and there's a joy that for me takes me back to the 90s teams to you know omar and bayerga and mm-hmm. carlos and and Sandy and how Tommy even how excited they were and how much you could tell they loved the game. I I feel that same kind of vibe with these guys. They're names that a lot of people don't know on a national level, but they have got it together and they are just so excited and it's just so fun to watch them when they're playing well and to see how and, and see them rooting for each other and how excited they are. I just keep saying the word exciting because I don't. I wish I had a better vocabulary. And we but mentioned all these players. No, we not. We have not said Jose Ramirez. You guys, we mentioned all these players. We have not even talked about a guy who's probably been mentioned as a right. top three MVP candidate three or four of the last years or something like that. Shane Bieber, our Cy Young former winner. And that's a good right. point. Saying we haven't brought up Jose Ramirez when he signed that deal, and everybody was saying, you know, it's a hometown discount, which for a player of that ilk and where he could get money from. Yes. It is. It would be considered a hometown discount, but everybody thought, especially this year and maybe the next year and a half, he'd have to shoulder the load. Yes, he is the one that's got the most, the best stats on the team. But, but when you, he's down, everyone else is picking him up. But and there's many yeah, other guys. It's you don't easier. Know, you don't know who it's going to be every single night. Like, look at their averages. Like, what bothered me years past was like we used to have these guys and they're awesome, but they're batting two fifty. 260 and i'm like dude i i grew up watching those 90s teams where they're around 300 all there's like four or five or six guys that are either batting 300 or high 200 and it is so nice to see that kind of bait like you said it's more exciting like do you want to watch a guy strike out this guy strike out solo home run oh wow that's fun or do you want to see guys get on base running making plays close tags at second doubles triples and just keep going and keeping the innings going that's yep. exciting baseball that's real baseball that's what it was that's how it was but that's but played. that's part of sharing the load right so yeah jose doesn't have to carry the, the whole load isn't as heavy because everyone else is helping him you can have someone like straw in the outfield whose defensive skills are awesome who isn't batting above the mendoza line half the time but you don't need his bat you need his defense and yep. you've got four other guys that are at 280 or better you're fine on your on that side of the ball because you you can have that you can keep the defense and you can balance them out that way. You don't need Jose to carry it. But you're right. When he signed that deal, I thought he's either going to just take this year off because we're not going anywhere, or he's going to overwork himself. And instead, he's right here and the team doing exactly what he's been doing to be right there with him. Yeah, that contract changed him not one bit. He just loves yeah. baseball, man. Yeah, I mean, and getting yeah. to late August, he's sitting right there, 99 RBIs, didn't get one last night, to, but he'll get to 100 RBIs and over, and you don't usually see that with a with a Guardians team. But, again, it's it's so fun, and, you know, when you get a chance to see it on TV to, uh, and things like that or, or hear about it, see the images, see the highlights, 
you're getting highlights of guys high-fiving in, in, in the dugout and, and that kind of excitement. Naylor, when he hits a walk-off, it's like... Naylor's insane. There's, like, <laughs> there's just so many guys, like, whose jersey you want? I probably could pick 12 guys. Like, right. Do we have literally actually the best player at his position on this team and probably the best all-around player in Cleveland is Emmanuel Classe. That guy's insanely good. Like, he is doing... Well, it was like, funny... Go ahead. Last night during the rain delay, they they started off playing all these clips of all these games in June, um, and we're watching them. We're at um, my husband's high school reunion, and we were watching them. And I'm like, God, June was so fun. And we were there were people there who hadn't really been watching them this year, and they're watching the clips, and they're like, What was this a couple of years ago? I'm like, No, this was a month ago. Are you not paying attention to the Guardians? This this is happening every yeah. week, and it was like, You got to like kind of evangelize. It's and, been a and while. Wake people up. It's been a while since the MLB's had like these closers that, like, I grew up watching Rivera, uh, Trevor Hoffman, yeah. like some closers mm-hmm. that when they came, you're like, well, game's over, and that's how this guy is. Like, we only play when we're at home. If we're ahead, we're only playing eight and a half innings. I mean, you look at him and Andre Semenes stepping their game up even more. What got them to the All Star game did great in the All Star game. Now stepping up that game moving forward is just. <laughs> It's, it's, we it's, even have younger guys that are not even called up yet. They're like high prospects that are re- almost MLB ready. And we even, we don't even have room for them. Yeah, and they'll probably be up here on the forty man roster in September. Just imagine but, if we had a salary cap, man. Oh, We'd be like, that's a different conversation. Unstoppable. <laughs> that's a different conversation for a different day. I know. We've brought up a lot of conversations tonight that we could probably spend each one doing an hour on, but uh, you know, a lot of fun and, and a lot more people got to get the. You know, I know that baseball talk in this town, if they lose a couple games, like no one wants to talk about them, but you should. And they're doing things just like their Twitter account said two nights ago. They're playing the game the, the way they're playing the game of baseball, the way that no one wants you to play. But they're doing the right things. They're doing the little things. It's an actual team game. More people in this town need to talk about it, but we'll continue to talk about it. I mean, they proved me wrong. At the beginning of the year, I was just – destroying this team i was like they are finishing last they have nothing jose and a bunch of nobodies and all those nobodies are i'm like okay there's somebody well there's one consistent piece to all so glad i was wrong one consistent piece it's just hard yeah go ahead one consistent piece to all of it tito tito terry franco one of the best at the end of the day this is a football town and once training camp starts if people aren't already into baseball it's hard to switch them up and now that the regular season's a couple weeks away, hopefully if they make a you know make a good run and can actually win the division, maybe they'll get people to jump on the bandwagon. Well, this, for the city, this city is known. When you get into baseball in October, they'll go a little baseball crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 will. they will. They will. They will. They will. And you know the people that can afford it will be there, and the people that can't. I mean, I'll be sitting, <laughs> <laughs> sitting at home watching it. But uh, you know, even if it's something to know about me kate if if even if it's maybe not something that is going to go very far i'm going to try 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 and that means if i gotta try to try 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 to get more people to talk baseball i'm going to do it no matter if i'm uh you know banging my head against the blank wall or whatever i'll keep going with it but kate, a lot of fun tonight um tell us tell us about our turf football and uh and plugs please tell more people uh, tell more about it and how people just plug away, connected. Kate. Yeah, plug away. Plug away. Too many words talk tonight. Uh, Our turf football is the only website that covers the NFL that is run by women, written by women. We also do a podcast every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can catch us on 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Just go to OurTurfFootball.com. You can find us on Twitter at OurTurfFB.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Cleveland Kate. C-L-V-L-N-D-K, the number eight. <laughs> well, Kate, thank you so much for taking time to join us tonight. And join us for, you guys are fun. for the entire show. Yeah, we try to have as much fun as we can. We we try to keep things realistic. We're um, not the hot take place. Yeah, we're, we're not. Like, <laughs> we're not hot take. We're not like yelling at the, in the microphone to each other and you know disagreeing just to disagree on things. We're just, we're just here to talk sports and uh, bring it back to Look what it should that. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have have real conversations, and if we disagree, understand where why the other side disagrees. Yeah. And that again, that you know, one reason why we wanted to have you on tonight to just to understand the other side that we have not, we can't understand from our perspective. And we thank you for for having those conversations with us tonight. Thank you so much, uh, Cleveland Kate, for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me. All right, that's y'all gonna, have a good evening. Thank you, too, you, you too. Thank you. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of The Voice of the Land. A lot of fun, a lot talked about, a long show, always longer than what we planned it to be. But that's... You're having fun, time flies, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Cliches always matter on this show. Yes. Because they, <laughs> the ones we come up with always come true. But for Always Positive, Jay, for truly audio who did not say a word and cannot be seen <laughs> on camera tonight, I am Kevin Ronald reminding all of you sports fans out there, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love all of you, everyone, 3,000. And as we always say, honoring our great late friend, Mike Allen. All gas, no brakes, and to honor another great late friend. Don't just talk about it, be about it. We will talk to you, though, next week, Sunday night at 7 at VTL underscore pod, all across Big Play and Voiceland, other social media sites, and Google, Spotify, and Apple on the podcast version. This has been Kevin Arnold. This has been the Voiceland, the Big Play Network. We'll see you all next week.